Hi everyone and welcome to Teeth and Tales. I'm your host Dr. Shadi Manucheri and today's episode is all about dentistry and social media with the wonderful Dr. Rona Iskander. In this episode we talk about dentistry and social media and just how much this space has evolved over the last few years. Dr. Rona talks about the challenges she faced during dental school and how shortly after graduation she joined a dental practice where there were very few patients and her job was at risk because of this. So what she did was she transformed that same dental practice and it is now booked up months in advance mainly due to the power of social media and she talks about how this has now become her own practice which she acquired shortly before lockdown in March. She also talks about what it's like to treat influencers and celebrities and how she deals with online trolls. I am so excited to announce that this episode is very kindly sponsored by Enlighten. You may have seen me rave about them on my social media channels. I always get so many questions about teeth whitening, which brand I recommend and how I personally whiten my teeth. And the answer to all those questions is Enlighten. What's really special about Enlighten is that they guarantee a B1 shade. For those of you that don't know, B1 is the brightest natural shade of teeth that we have. And the greatest thing is that there are no dietary or lifestyle changes with Enlighten, so you can continue to drink your coffee and still whiten your teeth, which was the big selling point for me personally. For more information about Enlighten, please check out my social media channels. And now without further ado, let's get into the episode. Hi, Rona. Thank you so much for joining me today. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. I've been looking forward to this episode for a very long time. I know we've been meaning to do it for a while, so I'm so excited and I've got so many questions for you. So putting up with me, I've been a nightmare. It's been amazing. <laughs> it's literally been like, hey, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm busy. I have no time to breathe. And then we've finally done it. So thank you for your patience. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do and how you got here, please? So my name is Rona and I'm a dentist based in Chelsea. I just bought a practice, well, the Chelsea practice just before lockdown. So I actually completed a week before we went into lockdown, which was a bit mental, but nevertheless, wasn't too worried because I have actually brought this practice up from the ground up. When I first started working here, it was like had no patients and now it's fully booked for the next six months. It's kind of my baby and I'm super proud of it and we are a multi-specialist practice so I had like a vision of making a practice where patients could get everything in-house and you know all the various specialists under one roof so that's what we are so we've got a root canal specialist, a periodontist, a TMJ you know you name it and I just kind of focus on doing cosmetic dentistry so Invisalign whitening bonding of the nerves that's literally my life now so I'm happy with that <laughs> I've manifested that. <laughs> That's wonderful. So tell us a little bit more about, because I know this is a big topic, I kind of know a little bit about it, but I don't know the full story about the practice and how you started. And I think that kind of ties in with how your social media journey began. So what was it like at the beginning? Okay. So do you know what? It's so hard because I never know if so many people have heard this story that they just find it so incredibly boring, but I suppose it's really important to talk about it. And 
the thing is, is that when I started, when I was in dental school, I wasn't somebody that fitted into dental school really well. What I mean by that is, is that I'd never really aligned well with the very sciencey people. And as soon as I got there, there was like a sort of tension between the other people in the dental school who I could just tell didn't like me. You know, I was very London. I was very like, Ugg boots and juicy couture like tracksuit back in the 90s and not even the 90s but you know the noughties and then um I found that I couldn't uh I didn't really fit in and like when I was growing up as well I was amazing at drama and English and philosophy and I had this natural flair for the arts and Anyways, when I went to university, I found that I was still not hanging out with the dental or medical people. I was actually really good friends with people in the media or that were studying those art subjects. And it kept my passion alive for those art subjects. But also, I think it carried me further in my career now. And I definitely feel like it takes away a tunnel vision away from dentistry, whereas people are so focused on like what dentists think of them and what dentists and dentists approval. Whereas if you look beyond all of that, there's so much more in the impact that you can have on the world around you is so much greater and so much bigger and I think I definitely carry that forward but anyways dental school was a struggle because even beyond dental school when I had to apply for VT I didn't get into any VT places I got into one place kind of last minute and it was not the typical practice that everyone dreams of it was doing zero cosmetic dentistry in fact my boss was really against cosmetic dentistry it was very kind of um, normal family-based practice, you know, and you just kind of did the dentistry that no one really dreams of doing. There's a lot of amalgams, a lot of dentures, a lot of that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. At the time, um, I was living with somebody who now works for me, a guy called Luke Athwell. So shout out to him. He's a great friend and we lived together and he was working in a VT practice that did a lot of cosmetic dentistry. And he inspired me because the thing is like the stories that I would hear and the journeys of the patients, I wanted to do that kind of dentistry. So for me, it was life-changing dentistry. It was something that impacted somebody's like well-being, you know, um, confidence. And I thought, how could I be doing this kind of dentistry? So what I did was, is that I started investing all of my time and money in courses. And that's why I find it a little bizarre, you know, like when young dentists ask you as well, why would I do this course if I don't have the potential in my practice or I don't have the right patient base? And I'm like, that's just a self-limiting belief. No one's telling me that because you can create the kind of practice that you want. So although the patients weren't kind of... um, high yielding patients or patients that were even interested I would always offer them because you never know so I would say would you like a white crown a white filling should we do some composite bonding and you know I wasn't doing these huge smile makeovers but it was a starting point anyways I built up a portfolio of some of the work that I was doing and it was never the best because I'm not the most clinically gifted but I started CV dropping all over London because I wanted to go back to London and a job came up in High Street Kensington which I know you know by the way because Joanne is a friend of yours and um and so Joanne wasn't qualified then as you know but her father was trying to sell his practice in Chelsea because he just was like you know he was busy with Kensington he didn't feel like Chelsea was necessarily going to go anywhere and I said to him can I come and make it work and Bearing in mind that also I had also um, exposed myself to like big private institutions, so like BACD and things like that. But I had no connections, as it were. I didn't know anyone in the dental world. I didn't have the kind of 
stepping stones that some other people have that you find land themselves into these incredible jobs. But what I did was, is that I tried to prove myself to myself and to Joseph, who gave me that great opportunity. So I came to Chelsea. I worked with my practice manager, Josh, who's amazing, who's German sister. And I said, let's try and make this practice work. And we basically tried a couple of things like marketing things. And to be honest, social media wasn't a big thing then this was about six years ago it was a thing but it wasn't a big thing but again I was inspired by people in the arts people in the creative because I was on Instagram and I was following personal trainers chefs fashion people and I was like oh I love this this and this and I was like why can't dentistry be on there and I remember going on a course where a dentist was like, dentists don't have a place on social media. They shouldn't be on it. But I totally disagreed with him because I thought this is a way to inspire and communicate with the public. So we started social media at the time. Influencers weren't a huge thing either. And we had one TOWIE star, Lydia Bright, contact us. And we decided to treat her. And she actually wanted Invisalign. And I already was on my own journey with Invisalign where... I wanted to do Invisalign because I believed so much in the brand. And I said to Josh, let's do Invisalign. She was like, oh, it's so expensive. And that was like a, a wave where no one was really doing Invisalign because they were like, the lab fees are too much. But I was like, don't look at the lab fees. It's all about the value of what this product is. And, you know, a few years later, I'm here. We, we turned the practice around from seeing no patients to being fully booked. And also, you know, I'm a diamond provider from, from Invisalign and one of the faces of it. So I think really like the two big things that impacted my practice were Invisalign and Instagram and really kind of like continuously like pursuing my dreams and pushing for that. That's amazing, honestly, because I remember the, the time that you're talking about is probably just before I graduated. So I was in my final year of uh, uni and Instagram was just becoming a thing, like even for personal accounts, we were just, you know, signing up for Instagram. I remember it was, I went on my elective when I downloaded Instagram. So it was just happening and no one dreamed of dentists being on social media because, you know, dentistry wasn't this hip and happening thing back then. And I think I put you down as one of the pioneers in Instagram, one of the great role models that we have. Because honestly, I think oh, I don't think so sweet. I don't think dentistry was this amazing thing that people wanted to look at. You know, even like five, six years ago, dentists were still these like evil people that wanted to hurt you. And I think yeah. with people like you and all of us that are starting on social media, we're helping to sort of change that image, especially in the media, because you know, we're nice people, we care for people, and the transformations that you know we do, it, they help people change their lives, honestly. Totally. And I think the thing is, it's really hard, right? Because I think I'm still, I mean, I really appreciate all that you're saying, because I still think that I'm a little bit of a Marmite person, right? Like, either you get what my vision's about, or you think that I'm doing something that is so not right or in line, you know, like, some dentists think that we should only be focusing on promoting clinical dentistry. But I'm like, why would I promote something that the patient doesn't understand? You know, like if I'm doing a page where I want to do a course or I want to mm -hmm. teach other dentists, that's great. But my vision and mission is with actually the public. And, that, you know, the other thing is, is that I had a massive vi uh, vision with the media because I thought if you can reach more people more quickly, like you can via magazines and TV, that's what you need to do because you're impacting people in the thousands and the millions etc so that's again like the passion that I had for media and the ability to do that and I think you're right like 10 years ago 
journalists were slating dentists. They were going undercover and getting veneers and then like slating their experiences. And they just hated everything about it. And now I get journalists call me constantly because it's like become a glamorous, cool thing. Like teeth has mm -hmm. become part of the whole kind of um realm of skin and eyebrows and hair like they want to talk about it and they want to understand what you can do like tweakments enhancements so I think it's amazing how it's changed in the last five years and I think it's like a really exciting time to be part of dentistry because of that yeah I agree and you know in terms of people not understanding you and your vision I think that's with anything you know when you put yourself out there you subject yourself to positive and negative feedback yeah and I think the bigger your audience gets obviously it's just you're likely to get negatives and positives but I yeah. think there's space for everybody and I agree for example with my TikToks I know they're not for everybody but it's me I like it and you know the it's audience great. that I want to attract but you know the yeah. audience that to attract I want to be in line with them and if if they get it then great and people who don't that's okay there's lots of people on social media you don't have to follow you know you don't have to follow everybody but if you like somebody then follow them and I'm a big believer I, I I I think as well sorry to interrupt you that you're right that you do have to develop a thick skin because I think there's definitely a dark side and I'm going to tell you like right now you are a strong beautiful empowered woman that is making a mark and it, this that's not easy you know because I think this society has such a far way to go because we all say like yeah we all support each other but I think that really it's quite sad because women are women are not as supportive as they should be and actually most critical and like a lot of my trolls because I do have trolls have actually been other women you know and I think it's sad because we need to break that cycle of competitiveness about bitchiness you know we need to actually be there for each other support each other and empower each other yeah, I 100% agree. And I think, you know, with experiences like this, for example, with a podcast, I've gotten to know so many wonderful people and people behind the perfect, you know, Instagram page, for example, like you get to know people on a deeper level and you understand where they've come from and you understand yeah. their struggles. And, you know, people that you see on social media, like yourself, you know, you someone who might just come across your Instagram page might see this glamorous, wonderful you know, Instagram famous person, but they don't know the struggles that you've been through and how you've sort of brought your practice up to here. And I think that the thing that I've enjoyed most with the podcast actually is getting to know people and people's journey, because yeah. it makes me feel better, to be honest, because there's time that we all, there's times that we always doubt ourselves. And, you know, especially like, you know, when you started on social media, you must have been like, what am I doing here? You know, you must have had times where you've been like, what am I doing here? It's not working. Let's try something else, you know? So to keep going, is is difficult and but then at the end of it it can be rewarding as well yeah no thank you so much and I think that's just it and you have to because the more you put yourself out there the more you're going to expose yourself to scrutiny as well so I 100% agree with you How did you deal with the negativity of social media? Because, you know, I think, like I said, the bigger your audience becomes, the more likely you are to get positive and negatives. And I experienced this, you know, pretty early on with like TikTok. I use TikTok as an example, but TikTok has the wonderful power that one video can go viral and loads of people, like thousands of people would come and comment and there will inevitably be one person who's like, you know, user 129675 who will be like but who asked you know there'll be loads yeah. of people will be like you know this is wonderful this is re really useful and then there'll be a few people who are saying like you know who asked like I don't care whatever and to be honest it might sound a bit 
you know, silly, but this used to bother me at the beginning. I used to get really, really upset. I was like, yeah, maybe no one cares. Like maybe I shouldn't put this out there. But I think having gone through that, it's, it's made me become a different person, a bit more resilient, you know, and I think a bit more mature. And I think unless you have that thick skin and you develop that, you can't put yourself out there and you won't really grow and progress. So you need to develop that. So what was your strategy for dealing with the good and the bad? Oh, that's that's the million dollar question, because to be honest, I don't think I even have a strategy. I mean, sadly, I, you know, last year I actually made a decision a few months ago, probably at the beginning of the pandemic, where I actively decided to mute certain people that made me feel really inadequate to myself and I think unfortunately it was a lot of dentists that I felt like I that made me feel that I didn't belong or didn't have a place on social media because of my because they believed my clinical skills weren't like other people I didn't deserve the recognition and I decided that actually I was going to mute them. I wasn't going to do anything aggressive. I muted it because I decided that I didn't need to prove myself to anybody and that I needed to just prove myself to myself. And at the end of the day, if my patients love me, if they believe in what I'm doing and I know I'm doing the right thing for them, it doesn't matter. So I think definitely like removing the need to have the reassurance and validation from other people is something that I constantly battle with. But I'm moving away more from like the whole dentistry thing and then moving more towards like people and making sure they appreciate it. But having said that, I think that I'm just naturally very sensitive. And anytime last week, I had a really vicious troll actually who changed their name like eight times to then just keep trolling me every time I blocked and deleted. And it was really vicious because it was an attack on my physical appearance. And it was also an attack on the fact that I don't have children yet. I mean, it was ludicrous, which was just mental. And then I actually, I posted on my stories, you know, assumptions that you have about me, you know, on Instagram, because I wanted Mm -hmm. to give people the opportunity to talk to me and all the positive comments were positive, but the troll came and I wasn't sure if it was the troll and said, you can't cherry pick just the good comments, um, show everything. I think, I don't know if you saw my story. I remember this. Yeah, 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 I remember it. And then I literally just like reposted that because I was like, I have nothing to hide. And I wanted to like deal with it maturely so they could just kind of like leave me alone. And then they posted, um, oh, you have mental health issues and body images issues. And I said, no. I said, I'm trying to normalize mental health because at the end of the day, everybody suffers with anxiety, depression, uncertainty. We all go through it as human beings, unless you're like completely, um, you know, you have no feelings. But I just try to normalize it because I think people should be talking about it rather than, you know, assuming they have to portray themselves to society and regarding body image issues, you know. I said to him, so I was like, I'm completely fine. But, you know, there have been times again where I felt insecure as a woman. And I think most women do. So I reposted that, but they didn't stop. And then they got more vicious with the the assumptions, like really ludicrous things I don't even want to repeat. But I was like, I'm just like blocking and deleting. But the thing is, it it then started to affect me because I went home to my sister and I was like, you know, is my hair horrible? Are my eyebrows terrible? Like, should I do this? Should I do that? And she was like, you need to just step away. So I think you never become completely strong, but you have to realize as well that people that are so sad to hide behind fake names, fake profiles, and not even have the courage to have an open conversation with you, you should feel sorry for them. And I'm like, all I do, I wish you love and light because you're clearly a very unhappy person. But ultimately, you know, the friends that I speak to, like my influencer friends, where I have a lot, when I spoke to them about it, they're like, I get it all the time. I get like, you know, 
And I'm not even an influencer, you know, I'm just a dentist. The stuff that they go through and the stuff that they go through and they can build the skin, but I think you've got to be a certain kind of person. And I think that social media needs to be better regulated. Like we've seen the social dilemma, right? It's such an unregulated platform. And to be honest, that's why I've not really pursued TikTok because from all the stuff that I've seen, and particularly there was a documentary on Panorama recently on TikTok. TikTok is shown to be the worst actually platform for, for mental health. And I'm just like, I don't really want to open myself up into this like Pandora's box of this stuff, you know, right now. I don't need it. I don't want it. Um, I find TikTok kind of stressful anyways, because I feel like it just takes up so much time. You're nailing it. But I'm <laughs> like, I just, I just feel like un unless these platforms become more regulated, I can't be bothered. Do you know what I mean? Because why would I expose myself to that? There's a life beyond social media, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think it's easy to get bogged down and say, actually, I have to be on every single social media. And this is what we see with yeah. influencers, you know, especially with things like TikTok being banned or, you know, things changing. I think there's always a, a, the stress that should I put myself on every single social media platform that's out there? What's special about our profession is that actually we're full-time dentists and this is what we're doing on the side, you know, being on social media is in our full-time job and influencers have you know teams of videographers photographers stylists who do everything and edit everything for them and we're just you know normally we're just one person trying to do everything whilst holding down this really stressful and demanding you know job so it's it's not easy and I think we need to pick and choose what we give our attention and time to we have to be quite careful with that totally and I think that you're right like you feel this pressure, right? Like a new platform comes along like TikTok and you're like, oh my God, I've got to get there before like I'm left behind because I didn't make the like Instagram race. So now I've got to make the TikTok race. And I just think like, as as you said, it, it's not a full-time job, you know, we're not here. And thank God it's not a full-time job because it's really hard, like, you know, maintaining an image, not being too controversial. And if you are controversial, holding yourself right. So I think just like understand why you're doing it and why you're putting so much energy into it and accept the fact that you're going to get criticism from professionals, colleagues or the public, you know, and that's just the way it is. Yeah, absolutely. Moving on to a more positive note, what's been your experience with treating influencers and celebrities? I know you treat a lot of them and you told us briefly how it started, but what's been your experience? Because it's one thing, you know, as dentists, we're always reflective. You know, we always do self-reflection. I did this well, I didn't do that well. I'm going to improve this next time. But it's a different thing putting yourself out there, you know, on social media, putting every step of the way and treating influencers with often big following. So what was your experience with that from the beginning? So my experience has always been positive. So the, the one first influence that I saw was Lydia Bright and she was so lovely and she totally trusted me. And I think that my confidence grew because people chose me, influencers chose me because of the work that I do. So the irony was, is that I had dentists criticizing me on one hand where they would make me feel like I wasn't good enough. But then influencers contact me saying, I love your work and I want to be treated by you. So I was like, hang on a second, they're choosing me because of my work, because I'm not the kind of person I never have been, where, because I know a lot of dentists do, they try to create partnerships, they'll, they'll DM influencers or celebrities and be like, I'm happy to deal T3, but they were just choosing me. And I was like, okay, th this must mean I have something different, you know, surely. And, you know, the big influencer who I always talk about and repost is Melissa's wardrobe, because she just changed my practice. She came, she actually paid... Um, she paid a discount and she 
changed my practice because she's so influential. And I think that, you know, through her, a lot of influences came through me and another one called Beauty in the Blog. And I don't find it stressful because I just treat them as normal people. And I think that it's it's so funny because I think people get so obsessed with the clinical side of things and they don't realize that experience value and the way that you make people feel is more important or just as important as the clinical because no one really cares how a filling look how a prep looks of course you know if it's the front teeth you know they want to look decent but people always remember how you make them feel and I think because I come across on my media profile in a certain way people feel that I'm not going to judge them and that I'm going to be good to them and you know it's been it's been good you know and I think ultimately because I've invested so much time and training into different courses and I'm always learning and I'm always going to try and get better I will always criticize my clinical skills but at the end of the day you're kind skills will get better with time if you put effort into it so I try not to obsess over it too much and make sure that I go above and beyond to make the patient happy but really listen because you know what sometimes people want big white square teeth and you've got to chat to them about it like you can't impose the things that you want on patients and I think I've listened to influencers and celebrities I've turned down influencers as well because I want to make sure that we're sort of aligned and that the stuff that they want I can actually do. very important question because we have a lot of young listeners for the podcast in particular and we touched on this earlier that social media wasn't a thing really five years ago for example when I was at dental school there was no dentist on you know there was no social media for me to compare myself to whereas now I feel like the younger generation of dental students and recent graduates they have obviously this group of very successful dentists on social media who they compare themselves to and you know with social media, unfortunately, we can all, I'm sure we've all done this at some point, whether it's, you know, our physical appearance, our achievements, our relationships, whatever it may be, you will compare yourself naturally to other people. And you, although you kind of know it's a highlight reel, sometimes it can be difficult to kind of process that and you can get quite upset about it. So what would be your advice to young dentists, dental students who are on social media and they see all these wonderful, successful dentists and perhaps they're thinking, oh, actually, I'll never be like that or I'm not good enough because I, I know that we've all been through that stage. So what would be your advice to them? Amazing question because I think that comparison is the death of all happiness. And I actually think that the only person that you should be in competition with or a race with is yourself and not other people. Now, I would really recommend listening to a podcast, and you should too. It's by Lucy Sheridan, who wrote a book about comparison, which really helped me. And the podcast was done with that beautiful supermodel, um, Adoa, who is amazing. And they both talk about comparison. In fact, I'm going to just quickly get you a quote as well, because I think it's so, so, so important. In the podcast, they actually talk about how the worst loneliness is not to be comfortable with yourself. And actually, that is a Mark Twain quote. What it's talking about is that we basically get stuck in the compare and despair space. So even if you're a dentist or a non-dentist, we all suffer with this. And ultimately, with social media, it makes the compare and despair even worse because we are constantly looking at other people's lives. We are constantly looking at other people's jobs, etc. But what you need to do is, is that you need to understand that 
you're in your own lane, right? And when you're in your own lane and you're not letting the other people around you affect you, comparison has no oxygen and can't affect you. And that's actually what Lucy Sheridan says. And that's one of my favorite quotes, as I said, because I think it's so true. We all need to make sure that we're staying in our own lane. And this is only what I've started to do in, since March, as I told you, was I always comparing myself to other dentists and what they were doing and how they were doing things. And or should I be doing that? And should I be doing this? And at the end of the day, I thought, I'm only going to be doing this for myself and I'm on my own journey and I know what I'm about. So I think, remember also that people will only show the highlights of their life. There are very few people that are going to show you the actual kind of pain or the dark side of things, which I've been trying to do from a dental perspective, as you probably noticed, because I want to show you guys that it, there are there is a real side. And there's some people that I actively follow on Instagram now, which aren't just all about the shiny life, you know, the perfect hair, the perfect body, the perfect clothes, the perfect this, because perfection doesn't exist. So I think you've got to recognize, like, what are you about? What makes you happy? What do you want to do and how you're going to get there? Not what anyone else is doing. Yeah, I 100% agree. I think it's wonderful that we are starting, we're just about starting to kind of show the real side and, you know, talk about the mental health issues and what goes on behind the scenes. For example, we did a recent podcast about surviving dental school, and we spoke about actually struggling in first year with mental health because we didn't look after ourselves. And, you know, we thought we had to be good at everything. And actually, you know, like you're saying, there's a few people on social media that have started, you know, a very small percentage of people who show that side as well. And actually there's, you know, supermodels showing photos of themselves and being like, actually, even I don't look like that because this is a very highly styled, you know, you have hair, makeup, lighting, Photoshop, all of these things. And even that person is, doesn't look like that person. So I think one thing that I realize is, you know, you might be happy sitting by yourself at home, you know, you're watching TV, whatever, and then you go on social media and all of a sudden you're upset because, you know, you yeah. don't, your life doesn't look like that one person. So I think yeah. it, it definitely is an active process to constantly remind yourself. And, you know, our brain is a muscle. We have to train it to, to do that. And it takes time. It takes a lot of time. A hundred percent. And I think there isn't enough education around it, whether it's in school or dental school around all of this stuff. But I think for your own self, like start following people that really do show the reality of things, start reading and listening to podcasts which show the reality because there's no such thing as perfection. And there's also no such thing as getting things within a click of a finger. Very few people are able to do that in their lives. And when people look at my profile, for example, it's like this has been 10 years in the making pretty much. You know, I graduated in 2010. So when somebody that's just graduated wants that kind of profile, like it's taken me 10 years. So just take everything with a pinch of salt. Thank you so much for joining me, Rona. I know you're very busy and I've been looking forward to this. I think there's so much more to talk about, but thank you so much for giving an honest account of what's been going on in your experience, because I think it's really, really important to talk about this so people know the positives as well as the negatives. Do you know, I'm so grateful as well. I think what you're doing is amazing, honestly. And boss girl's a boss girl, I can see. And you you keep carrying on because what you're doing is fantastic. And it's not easy to be doing things like podcasts or putting yourself out there, TikTok videos, but you're being your authentic self. So thank you for creating this platform for other people to learn. I really hope you enjoy that episode and hopefully learned a little bit more about the positives and the negatives when it comes to social media and dentistry. 
As always, I would love to know what you thought of this episode, so feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at Dr. Shadi Manucheri. There will be a new episode every week, so please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to never miss an episode, and I can't wait to speak to you soon. Bye.